The Shamrockettes are talking smack because they think Shorzy thinks they're whack. And though underhanded, together they banded to win the ship back to back to back. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the Produce Stand, a podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Letter Kenny out there, but this one will crush your hopes and dreams. Shout out to Adrian from Twitter for that one. <laughs> I'm Mal, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is the lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the victorious Victor. And joining us this week, all the way from tomorrow, he's from Melbourne, Victoria, in Australia. He's the host of the Greendale Human Podcasters, a podcast about the great show community. He's a patron and he's a really good guy. Please join me in making some noise for Melbourne Jack. Wondrous. Oh my god. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the produce stand, Jack. Oh, yes. Yeah, and white pizza. Awesome. What are you drinking? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have a, we call a Balta XPA. I was going to get a Foster's for you guys, but I, yeah, I couldn't find one. What the fuck is an XPA? Wait, there is it go. 12 o'clock in the afternoon yet, your time? No, it's one o'clock. Oh, it's one o'clock. Well with, he's well within drinking time. Don't <laughs> worry. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's a politically correct way of saying uh, IPA because uh, <laughs> is an <Yeah>. IPA, <laughs> IPA in... No, yeah. They do an IPA as well. Yeah. Very nice. Well, so, uh, I mean, we've already... Were you, are you, you're talking to us from Melbourne, correct? Yep. That's nice. And you were already bragging about how nice and warm it is down there, about 30 degrees Celsius. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely day down here, which is which is rather nice, actually, for a change. Been, uh, oh, for a fuck off, for a winter, change. You guys are coming out of it. So. <laughs> yes, we've already established that your winters are, are mild by comparison. But uh, although I was listening to uh, your last um, uh, Greendale episode, and, and apparently you guys had some heavy rain there recently, like some flooding somewhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the, the other boys that I do the our podcast with live up in up in Queensland and Brisbane. And yeah, up through Brisbane and down into New South Wales has been some big flooding and the sort of all the rain stopped now, which is really good. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're trying to get over their floods now and yeah, it's not a not ideal up there. Well, well, I mean, thank you for coming on. I mean, you're on here because you were a patron. You were, <laughs> you would have been our first patron, except you got beat by by minutes for, by uh, Mike Lorangers. So uh, you are our second patron that we've had that we had on here, and uh, we really appreciate that. And uh, uh, you're on today because it's tomorrow there for you, but uh, you're you're usually working right now because it's one one o'clock in the afternoon and uh, uh, where you are. But because today's Good Friday there. Today is tomorrow. <laughs> you were able to join us. <laughs> this is Everyone gonna be, keeping up? Yeah, this is going to be very confusing How's today. How's the future? <laughs> How's the future? Well, it's already here. He said tomorrow it's going to be 30 degrees and, and lovely, so I can't wait oh, for yeah, tomorrow. That's right. I can't yeah. wait for that. Tomorrow we feel better for you guys. <laughs> Thank you for, for bringing the good weather. So uh, today's lineup is going to be Tanya, Al, Victor, Matt, and our guests will have the last word, Jack. So how are you now? How was your week 
Tanya. <laughs> I love how you pause. <laughs> Tanya. Uh, week has been good. Uh, busy as usual. Uh, short week. So uh, try to pack everything into four days. Um, getting ready for Easter. Uh, kids are excited. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything. No? All right. Well, I, I've got... Oh, wait. I have a question for Melbourne. I know. Jack. I can't think when I first wake up either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Oh, that's right. So Tanya was late for the recording tonight because she fell asleep once, with, with the girl. Once it has happened to me, you guys have each and every one of you have been late, except mm-hmm. for Jack, because he's already in tomorrow. So he's early. Yeah, way so, early. Holy crap. So, <laughs> but... Once it has well, happened, yes. Light. So I, I may have fallen asleep with the with my daughter and uh, was startled by um, Al. <laughs> and then it's funny. I walk in, I walk into the room. Veronica's still awake. Tanya's like snoring. I am not. And then she opens her eyes and she startles. So that wakes Veronica up even more. And now it's like, uh, honey, it's uh, four four minutes past the hour, and we're oh, supposed to be recording. Man, not anyway. a good, not a good thing. Anyways, I, I have a question for Melbourne Jack. Mm-hmm. So my question is, um, I'm I'm trying to get uh, a present ready for uh, my sister. Um, and I found out there's this treat box that, um, I can order through the States and they have all, all these different countries. Anyways, I was looking at Australia's box and there's these things called chocolate fish that Cadbury does. That's a very Australian thing. And I wanted to know, is that an actual thing? Chocolate fish. They look like fish they're chocolate and or like sandals i don't know <laughs> and i'm like what are these things and then there was Fucking this like there's a vegemite vegemite vegemite, vegemite. Yeah. that was in the vegemite. box that's sort of our mainstream it's your everyday chocolate it's that's in all the supermarkets and everything so that's normal i don't know of the fish hmm. this cal i think it's cadbury cadbury yeah Cad- cadbury's the brand mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know about Like they do blocks and they do all sorts of different things, but they, yeah, I don't know about packets of fish. Well, there you go. Useless then. (laughs) Useless. (laughs) Good talk. I mean, you know, you got to be careful with these things, right? They tell you, oh, it's international. Like, well, this is what they always enjoy. It's like the beer conversation. Yeah. Once Tanya, uh, somebody calls Tanya back from the internet and she's able to. uh, Hey, listen, uh, I was told she might be able to research this. uh, I was told that I was tech savvy. I have, you know. I, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I've been told to, I, <laughs> it's, it's all relative. It's all relative. It's, it happened during, it happened during story time. Tonight, I think. <laughs> no, cause our daughter is probably more tech savvy than Tanya. Oh my God. She totally is. But yeah, I was told that I was tech savvy. Oh, Tanya will help you out. She's tech savvy. I'm like, um, never, I'm still yeah. waiting for the they internet. They say that to, to all me. the customers at Future Shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done some Googling and they're a big New Zealand thing. Oh, New Zealand. Like, is across, mm-hmm. you know, is does both, but yeah, apparently the fish is big in New Zealand. New yeah. Zealand, all right. Which uh, New yeah. Zealanders don't don't often like being called Australians, right? They 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 like their independence. Is that right? Oh, probably. But you don't care because you, as an Australian, you don't pay them much attention, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there's plenty over here. We're over there. Like they're, they're just like cousins. No. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's cool. Cousins. 
All right. Uh, let me uh, talk about my week. Uh, so uh, this week's been a little bit less cr- hectic with work, but uh, I had, I've had i had a fun week online. So a couple of days ago, I posted a, a meme that went mini viral, which is a lot of fun. It was like 144 likes, probably the, by far the the, the more the most uh, popular post I've ever posted on our on our thing. Uh, but today, <laughs> today I had a hell of a day on Twitter. Um, so it's it's April <laughs> Fools, and I decided, hey, you know why not? And I said, hey, uh, next up uh, on the produce stand is uh, Jared fucking motherfucking Kiso, and uh, basically Twitter went apeshit, um, and it was hilarious to watch, and it took. It took, you know, maybe an hour or so before somebody's like, uh, people, look at the calendar. Look look what day it is because uh, everyone was, got really excited. And I was feeling a little bad, but I was also lo- loving every second of it because <laughs> the people were like – I love that they got so excited for us because if we if we were able to get uh, if we were ever able to get Jared Kiso uh, on the pod, we would be very excited. So just the fact that our listeners would be as excited is just it's it's heartwarming. It's awesome. But unfortunately, I got very excited. The date was different. I went, oh no, that's all right. Oh, all the April Fool's. Yesterday. They got him. How'd they? And then I went, oh, no, it's yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Yeah. If Jack woke up and saw the tweets, I'm like, oh, but it's Friday for him. So, yeah. And like, that's so yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get tired of that. Stuff, uh, I, thank God I can pause it done for another year. You know, I forgot the, all the American Canadian stuff hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch all the excitement. And I swear to God, if it ever does happen, we'll be just as excited as you guys but unfortunately it was an april fool's prank uh matt how was your week it was good um i'm gonna go with good it's uh yeah well it's complicated um well i'll, I'll hit the, the penguin so i got new glasses i was exciting i can see again Congrats. um i haven't been able to see in like a year so that's been fun vision's good know. yeah yeah, yeah, visions. <laughs> visions an important factor. Mm-hmm. Still crushing homebrew. That's been delicious. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been uh, flipping bikes on Facebook Marketplace, so that's been fun. It's a new <laughs> hobby of ours, apparently. Um, and then I'm gonna get slightly serious for a second, hmm. and it's it's a good thing. Um, Al, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get super specific, but I'm gonna talk in very cryptic. Um, the last few years, I have been battling a dragon. I'll put it that way. Um, in a personal matter. And Mm. it's been one of these kind of things. If anyone's been through a really tough shit in your life, you can face a ton of adversity. Um, You can face some moments you almost consider evil. Um, And the whole time you have this inner challenge with yourself on, am I making the right choices? Am I, you know, doing the best for myself and for those around me and the people I love. Um, And that can be challenged and bring you down in a lot of, of these matters. Uh, this week I had a moment of pure 100% validation, um, that just brought the, I mean, it doesn't undo anything that's happened or I've been through, but it, it, it definitely validated the things and the decisions and the way I went about things, Mm. um, in the absolute best way. So it was a, I don't wouldn't even call it good. It was just a freeing moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fantastic. So if anyone's going through some shit, stick by what you know is right. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a silver lining at the end of it all. So stick to your core yeah. values. As long as you stick, stick to your, your core values. values. Yeah. yeah. You got it, buddy. So that's, that that that's what I'll say about it. So yeah, it was a good week. That's good, bud. Happy to hear. Victor? 
Yeah, well, a uh, week was, uh, uh, you know, typical week. And then uh, I felt a little bit of what Matt was talking about. He was battling whether he need, he should have shared uh, some some uh, information over Facebook with me uh, about some uh, some trains that were available. <laughs> and uh, and he uh, and he was That's struggling right. with it. He was really, really struggling with it. And then he decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm, you know, I'm going to get oh. razzed for it, but I'm going to share, share, share with Victor. It will open up the fact that I've been browsing for trains myself. So, oh my uh, Matt, but, but really? Okay. Yeah, but uh, he did share that info, and uh, and I appreciate for uh, that uh, very much. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, you know that's that's a little bit uh, into Matt, but um, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, this yeah, the week ended well because uh, today's uh, kind of Thursday is our Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, today was officially I accepted my new position, my new job. Congrats, bud. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited about that. It's not going to officially start until mid-May. Uh, things work a little slow, but uh, but it's done. It's it's a done deal. I've accepted awesome. it. Uh, I'll have to tell my team uh, next week, and uh, so that will be fun. It's but an I'm, impressive uh, title too. So uh, well done. Yeah, Cong- yeah. Congratulations! And did you get the trains? Was was that in the signing contract that you needed a train ride somewhere? <laughs> Uh, no, no, but with the signing bonus, I'll be able to afford the train. So that was so that's a good nice. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> well done, <laughs> Jack. How's your week? Ah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Just um, yeah, it's been a bit up and down actually. We had I got some bad news from a, from a very good friend of mine this week, so I, I won't dive into that that now. But that was a a sort of. Um, yeah, brought a bit of perspective to, to my week as well towards mm. the tail end, but otherwise it's all good. It's a, it's a long weekend here and, uh, just happy to, to be on a podcast without having to do any homework, to be honest. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> uh, your, your podcast is going well. You're what, four, four or five episodes in, I think. Yeah. Six. Yeah. I think we're recording six after yours at some point this afternoon. About three, this afternoon. Four o'clock that's, that's wild. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> normally we do our Friday night, but right. I've got work Friday night, and there's football on, and we've got the day off. So sure, well that's great. I mean, I'm enjoying it. Uh, uh, tell Disco Spider that I'm glad. I'm glad he kept his name. And uh, <laughs> and what was very <laughs> what's and, and, go ahead. Pat. What's that? I was going to say, and I hope, I hope it's okay. We are going to, we have been, and we will continue to refer to you as Melbourne Jack. Mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to bet not a soul in Melbourne refers to you as Melbourne Jack, <laughs> but we're going to do it, and that's what you've been dubbed. Well, I think it was your Twitter handle for Even still think I work for NASA, so. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, every time I go to say your name, I I'm, I always want to say Panama Jack, and that's just because it's a, it's a liqueur here that sometimes we get uh, kind of like uh, Irish Baileys. cream, Baileys or whatever. Kinda like Irish cream. Uh, that Baileys, we, yeah. we it's every, sometimes have in the fridge. So whenever I go to refer to you, I'm, you'll, you'll hear me stutter. It's because I'm about to say Panama Jack before I switch to Melbourne Jack. So <laughs> <laughs> I have to go through the geographic graphic areas in my brain before I get to the right one. Maybe that's what the XPA stands for. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Let's do our Twitter ro- roll call here. Uh, we have 23 new followers uh, this week. So welcome to Eddie, Rachel Matthews from Northern Ontario, uh, at FT Quinn from Jamaica, man. Yes. I think that might be our first Jamaican uh, uh, listener. Jamaica. Yes, we were big fans of Jamaica. Micah or Mika, probably Micah, Bidwell from Nebraska. Finley McLeod from Scotland. Uh, Zach 
a little bit of Jessica, here I am. Uh, Sherry Ann Grace from Mississippi. Uh, Je- uh, Jennifer Thorne from Georgia. Pappins. <laughs> we need to talk about Pappins. <laughs> Kyler Johnson. Uh, Pot Liquor Girl. Uh, Debbie Haskell. Uh, James Brush from Michigan. Ben B. from Melbourne. Uh, is, is somebody you know there, Jack? Ben, ben B.? Uh, no, there's a few bands I know, but probably not. No, these are the bands you know. Uh, Dave Radford from Reading, uh, the Critter from Paris, but not France, Paris, Tennessee. Uh, and f- fun fact: I looked it up because I didn't know there was a Paris, Tennessee. They do have a a, a smaller size replica of the Eiffel Tower, so they they're committed to that name. Um, uh, where are we? Uh, King T, Scott D, the Prince of. Puget Sound from Seattle, uh, JJ Olald from Corpus Christi, Texas, Monroe Hess, and my name isn't Earl from Colorado. Uh, thank you all for following and for hopefully listening. <clears throat> uh, I just need to stop and talk about Pappins for a second because <laughs> another fun thing that's been going on in the Twitter DM group is uh, Pappins is a is new follower that just started following. And we should and, try to get Pappins on the show. By the way, you know, I mean, if he if he wants to become <laughs> if he or she wants to become a patron, um, no no problem. Anyway, uh, it turns out Pappins may not be uh, uh, following us because they're Letterkenny fans. Uh, it, it's probably because he or she needs me to give banking information so he or she can release funds or whatever however those nigerian scams work anyway it's it's fun i'm documenting our conversation uh, uh on on dm and one day i'll i'll uh, publish it because it's hilarious because <laughs> the, the the profile picture is like this older guy but then she she he or she tells me she's a six foot one brunette beautiful looking for a man and this this and that i'm like i'm confused i don't understand what's going on here so i, I mean just, she's recently devoiced yeah, so you know <laughs> recently devoiced anyway it's hilarious and i, I promise to to post the, that conversation one of these days when it when it comes to an end i feel like mm-hmm. it may have because i feel like he, he's gone radio silent so um anyway a lot of fun there uh so let's see here well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus. Last week, we recapped and reviewed episode four of season five, Letter Kenny Spelling Bee. That episode received a fresh from Victor, Matt, Dennis, and myself, and a clearance from Tanya. And according to our scientific Twitter poll, 87.2% agreed that the episode was a fresh, while 7.7% gave it a clearance, and 5.1% completely and utterly missed the point. Uh, this week, we <laughs> recap and reviewed episode five of season five, back to back to back. Uh, I've done my homework. Tanya, have you done your homework? Yes. Victor, have you done your homework? I have. And Matt, have you done your homework? At the whistle, I have, yes. <laughs> Jack, have you done your homework? <laughs> yes, a couple of times this week. This is a hockey-heavy episode, so, uh, uh, you know, if you have any questions, Jack, don't, you know, feel free to stop us. <laughs> or, or school us. <laughs> or school us, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we start at the farmhouse. The Hicks are admiring a Texas Mickey of Gus and Brew while Katie peels carrots. Uh, Katie needs to have a serious talk with Wayne about Gus. Wayne. It's a problem, Katie. It happened again. What did? <laughs> Gus left a Mr. Big on the floor this morning. No, he never. We dropped a Hershey bar in the living room just last Tuesday. Although upon closer inspection, it did look more like a Hershey's mint. Well, I'd sooner believe that was you, Squirrely Dan. So watch how you speak on his name, you know? Good buddy. He left a Twix on the floor just yesterday. And what made it a Twix as opposed to a Big Turk, dude? Well, there are two of them. They're identical near side by each. Hold it out. How would you ask somebody if you wanted just one of their Twixes? Well, just what you said. Can I have one of your Twixes? No, it'd be, could I have a Twix? 
In any event, it's starting to look like Willy Wonka is <laughs> emptying his pockets around your house, good buddy. Now, you realize the weight of these allegations, these accusations. Can confirm. And you realize the consequences at hand should your claim be false. Claims as is, and can confirms. I'm going to give you one more chance to retract. No questions asked before this conversation becomes a confrontation. Oh, we wouldn't be bringing it to you if it weren't worth being brought in, but... Bring it on. Oh, it has been brought in. Uh, Wayne's just kidding. Gus is a 10-year-old boy. He, he, uh, he's been such a good boy, but he's a senior now. He's in the home stretch, and Wayne is going to let him enjoy it. Katie thinks Wayne should give Gus a good stern talking to. Wayne gives in. He puts Gus in a full Nelson and uses using puppy talk. He asks Gus if he's the one leaving crispy crunches all over the floor. Calls him a bad dog and tells him not to do it again. Gus just sits there looking adorable. Uh, Derry <laughs> thinks Wayne was a little harsh on Gus, saying he was being a bit accusatory. Katie disagrees. So Wayne puts Gus in another full Nelson and again asks Gus if he's been leaving Jersey milks on the floor. Because if he was, then he's a bad boy. Katie doesn't think he's uh, taking this very seriously. Uh, she thinks Wayne should use his real voice instead of the cutesy voice he's been using on Gus. Wayne takes a third crack at it, and this time with his regular stern voice, uh, Gus, uh, according, accusing Gus of leaving caramilks all over the floor. Uh, someone might step in one, slip and pull a full gainer down the stairs, or at least a half gainer. Uh, Squirrely Dan almost approves of Wayne's scolding. I think we're almost there. Oh, is that we almost are, Squirrely Dan? Well, Professor Trisha says that when you're bringing a complaints to someone, they'll be more receptive to altering their behavior if you make it your problem. Make it personal rather than placing the blames on them. What are you fucking getting on about over there? My eyes. Okay, Dan. Dan, okay. Go on in. Good luck. Gus, how are you now? Now, we've all noticed the coffee crisps around the house, and that's completely natural and nothing for you to be embarrassed about. But I am quite worried I'm going to slip on one and take a full gainer, or please look at me when I'm talking, Gus. Now, while I know that that is my problem, I know you don't want this to happen any more than I do. So I'm hoping we can work together to find a resolution to this problem. But besides that, we want you to know we think you're doing a terrific job around here, and we don't want to bother you any more than we need to. So you have yourselves a great day. <laughs> There's a nice little bit of ad libbing there when uh, Gus looks away and and screws right? in, doesn't miss a beat and says, "No, look at me when I'm talking to you." Yeah, that's so good. Uh, cut to or let's see. Wayne dismisses Gus from the room. Katie asks Wayne to take Gus out for routine number twos. You try taking him out, Katie. If you don't want to, you could say, "Hey, Gus, you want to rock one?" And if you could talk, you'd say, "I bet to rock one for a good seven eight hours." Don't worry about that right now. I'm going to grab another quick 2025 shot eye here. We'll circle back on the conversation later. But how about some good itchings and a scratchings in the meantime? Smells <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Wonka's just emptied his pockets in the other room. <sighs> Fuck. Well, everybody up. Help me look. Cut to Wayne saying, better be looking at it than looking for it, eh? And then the theme starts. All right. That's the cold open. Tanya, what do you think? I thought the uh, chocolate uh, references tied in nicely to our Easter egg hunt that we're about to uh, have this weekend. Yes. I, uh, I thought that was comical. Anyways. Um, yeah, it was a good cold open. I, uh, I thought it was cute. Uh, the whole dog thing. And uh, it took me back to memories of when the kids were uh, potty training and would, uh, would try to hide behind chairs and, mm -hmm. um, and pop a squat and yes, pop a squat. Yes, yes. <laughs> not that we have dogs, but we have children. Sure. That, that you I just used. compare your children to I totally or dogs? did. Absolutely. Yeah. Did you used but to do it all the time. Are you kidding? You don't have a one-year-old or a two-year-old trying to go around the corner and, and push one out. Yeah. 
My dog barks at a buffet. That's how he wins to go. It's, <laughs> uh, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it was it was fun. It was a fun cold open. It was cute. Uh, you could tell. I mean, I think I believe Gus, the the dog in in the show, is actually uh, Jared Kiso's dog. Uh, so and you can tell that you know there's a lot of love there, and and he loves his animals. And he, Wayne's almost out of character when he's dealing with his with his dog. Uh, he, he even like cracks a smile in this, which and his is, eyes are open, and Did his eyes notice? are open. Yeah, so it's it's you know he. He definitely kind of breaks characters, so you can tell that there's a lot more genuineness there between him and and, and Gus. Um, it <clears throat> probably went a little long. Uh, I didn't think it was super funny, but it was super cute. So uh, I'd just say it's 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 just an okay uh, cold open. What did you think, Victor? Uh, yeah, same. Uh, I had a bigger problem with it at the end of the episode because mm. I didn't I didn't know uh, while we were watching it that it would have literally absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the episode. <laughs> so based on that, uh, at the end of the episode, I was thinking, why the hell did they invest so much time in that open? It's the ants all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that was, that might've been one of their longest cold opens in history. Uh, I don't know. We'd have to uh, kind of uh, look at that, but it had zero, like there wasn't a single thread of tie in with the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of a You're skit, right? right? Um, yeah. I mean, they do that every once in a while. Like they're cold, like like uh, Matt mentioned the ants and the sidus open. That that had nothing. They tied to do with it back at the end. They did. no, but they tied it back. Sure. There was there, sure. there was nothing. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. Yeah. There's no tie back to it. No. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? He's so sensitive. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, person. I mean, yeah, it wasn't the funniest thing in the world, but I mean, I'm a dog guy. I got a new puppers that I'm that I'm dealing with, and mm-hmm. it's it it just makes me laugh. The whole concept of talking to your dog mm-hmm. and trying to get it to do something. It's not effective in any way. Like, <laughs> like I'm not a dog trainer by any means. I'm trying to figure this shit out, but real reality is it like to have a conversation with a dog and try to set them. That's not, that's <laughs> not going anywhere. And it's just hilarious how he humors them knowing God, like damn well, it's not going to do anything. Um, but he's I, a good boy. Right. I mean, he's a good boy. Yeah. Well, he's such, <laughs> and he really is a good boy. Do you see how calm and just like, Subduity. I loved it. I'm like, mm. man, that's a really good boy right there. <laughs> and um, he truly, you're right. I mean, how you had it spot on. He, there's such a genuine moment there. Mm-hmm. If that's not Gus, then he must be the dog whisperer because, mm-hmm. like, that dog was just so in his arms, trusting. You know, even when he was saying, and I think he purposely tr- said "bad boy" in like a very mm-hmm. sort of calming, <laughs> fun way because it is his dog, and he mm-hmm. doesn't want to upset him yeah. and think that he actually did something wrong. So he was careful in his approach there. But no, all in, I thought it was a great open. Um, I think he played to something he loved, mm-hmm. and it came through really well. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but he kind of broke character, don't? Wouldn't you agree? Like that wasn't yeah, really. Yeah, Wayne. May- maybe, but I don't know. It's hard to tell because I mean, if you look at anybody. If they could be the toughest, yeah, hardest right. ass person in the world, but you put an animal in front of them, mm-hmm. oh, you're a good boy, and they, and they get all like <laughs> their animal. Yeah. What's yeah. that? Especially their animal, yeah. like yeah. as opposed to just being an animal. It's their animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. think everyone has a different version of themselves in front of an. If they're animal people, mm-hmm. there's a different version of them when they're with that animal. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. And he didn't completely break character. He still did the, the you know, three names. Oh, did he, yeah. Katie? Oh, did he, Katie? Yeah. Katie, did he? <laughs> like, he still that. did the repeats on okay, every Dan. single character. Okay. Yeah. So he still kept with the character. It's, no, his yeah. eyes were open more. And, and he was smiling. <laughs> like, that's the most smiling I think we've seen from Wayne yeah. till now. 
Jack, what'd you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, yeah, I've got a dog and a cat as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an animal person. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like Victor said, probably a little long, especially with no follow-up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it did kind of not drag a little bit. Like they sort of shifted momentum on it and, and took it in a few different directions. But, yeah, it's still, uh, still a very long cold open for no later payoff. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt, have you tried uh, with your training putting it in a full Nelson yet? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's tomorrow's. <laughs> That'll be tomorrow's tactics. That might work. Uh, Moose is a little small for that, though. But uh, yeah, he's 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 crossed the forty pound mark, man. He's, really already? Holy yeah. crap! Uh, that's cool. that's crazy. Oh he's quadrupled. He's quadrupled in size since we got him. Oh my god! What kind of dog do you have, Jack? I have a little um, Australian Terrier cross. Uh, he's, he's like a little cattle dog, right? <clears throat> so no no full Nelson, no full Nelsons for this dog. Oh no, he, he can deal with it. He'll yeah. be fun. He's not he's not big, he's, he's stocky. Oh yeah. I love terriers. They're fun. Uh your Tanya's parents used to have a Jack Russell. I loved loved the shit out of that dog. It was mm. very yeah. he was an amazingly smart dog. Yeah, yeah, you said that dogs don't understand this one totally did. Yeah, this dog didn't know it was a dog. He thought he was a his, oh hey hi Jack's uh, wife or girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> she just walked. Or cat, or cat, it's his cat sister. Or sister, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Someone say or cat. <laughs> no, I said cat or, or cat. Hey hi. <laughs> Who are we speaking to? Sorry. Um, I'm Jack's wife. Oh hey Jack's wife. <laughs> Sorry, we, we your 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 name cut out for a second there. Oh okay, yeah, Jess. 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 Yes. Nice to meet you. Are you a Letter Kenny fan? No, I haven't watched it, so I was trying not to interrupt. I want to go on my game. <laughs> All right, I'm interrupting. <laughs> All good. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. You're I'm, gonna get in trouble for that, Jack. I'm gonna blame. Gonna uh, yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Make sure she she knows that this isn't a video cast, so it won't be going on on the internet. Um, Tanya reminded me, and I'm going to blame her for this, mm. uh, that uh, we forgot to ask you how you discovered Letter Kenny. Totally. What? I'm going to, well, because you were late to the show, oh, so you threw me God. off my, my whole script. It's so. not in your script, so therefore. <laughs> how did you discover no Letter domestic. Kenny? Uh, I discovered the shorts through uh, actually my, my now brother-in-law mm-hmm. um, on YouTube. And then when the show started, it was on uh, one of our Fred Air channels over here. So I got into it that way. And then started having to find other ways to to watch it but mm-hmm. we won't discuss that because it's not no pc yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't i think um, the, i think there's a streaming yeah, service I, now I, not, I think there's a streaming yeah. service now that has it that isn't there down there yeah it's on it's well it's on one of our free to air channels you can download the episodes on their mm-hmm. on their app but the seasons are out of order it's really weird oh, yeah. so where what season are we up to now with you guys? Well, we're we're at five, but the the show five, is actually five, at nine. But it's, but it's still like when I went to watch the episode this week through mm-hmm. the week, they classified as season three, and it's down the end. Like it's two seasons squished together. Oh, that's weird. Is season three? Oh, okay. Weird. So they, they combine. They, <laughs> they they do two seasons yeah. at a time, I guess. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, All good. All right, let's move yeah, on here. Yeah. Yeah. Readily active. Um, readily fine. 
All right. Uh, season, uh, scene one out of the uh, credits. Uh, Riley and Jonesy uh, walk in on the Shamrockets dressing room for a talk with the players. It has come to their attention that there may be a young man who has come between Marianne and, Barry- and Betty Ann. Impossible. How do you mean? The last guy that was into Marianne was the priest at Catholic school in grade six. And only because he thought she was a boy. Well done, Betty Ann. Catholic school, grade six. <laughs> Isn't that the same year you got the nickname Fisted Sister? <laughs> Which you gave yourself? Ladies. Women. And a fitting nickname it was, Betty Ann. Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Speaking of consumption, your mitt looks like the drooping jowls of a Sharpay with palsy and a water wing in its mouth. Your mitt looks like the back of Kelsey Grammer's head circa Frasier 94, if the cast each autographed his bald spot with multicolored lipsticks. Your mitt has more spiderwebs than a no doubt setless, Marianne. Oh, coaches outside the dressing room <laughs> listening to, to in on the chirping. Uh, Riley and Jonesy realize that their only hope is to go to the source. So we cut to scene two. They're in the hockey room, uh, hockey arena bathroom. Riley and Jonesy are in a stall, and there's and they're beside Shorzy. I'm not helping you, tip fuckers, or those twats. Give your balls a tug. There's a lot on the line here, Shorzy. You want to talk about lines, you fucking loser? I woke up to your mom ripping dick dingers off my foreskin. Tell her to keep her hands off my scoops. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Jonesy. I made your mom come so hard they made a Canadian Heritage Minute out of it and Don McKellar played my dick. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Riley. I made your mom so wet, Trudeau deployed a 24-hour infantry unit to stack sandbags around my bed. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you both. Your lives are so fucking pathetic. I ran a charity 15K to raise awareness for it, you fucking losers. Uh, The camera pulls back to reveal Coach at the urinals witnessing the scene. He doesn't look pleased. Uh, Next scene at the Skids Lair. Uh, the oh, skids and skids and Everett are hanging out. They seem concerned about something. You can hear Stu from upstairs raving about where Everett could be with his, with the laptop to the dark web. He was supposed to be there an hour ago. Uh, he proceeds to rage about what he's going to do to uh, to Everett when he gets his hands on him. Awful things like uh, sever every one of his phalanges and force feed them to to him fondue style, or rip his uh, rip off his ears and use them to tickle his taint. Uh, Everett grows increasingly worried. Rold begs everyone to remain composed. He assures everyone that the the uh, uh, that the end is nigh. Uh, then he calls Stuart down to the basement. Stuart comes down, sees Everett, and for a second seems concerned that he may have heard some some of his ravings, but then quickly turns it, his attention to the dark web, uh, demanding it from uh, Everett. And at that moment, Glenn enters the basement. Stuart's confused as to why the preacher's there. Glenn, Stuart. This is... No, it's not! An intervention. Rold! Rold produces a piece of paper with his intervention speech, but Stuart pulls his forced choke move, immediately silencing Rold. But then they're interrupted by another visitor, Gay. Stuart freezes upon seeing her. She demands that Stuart releases Rold, which he does as Rold drops to the floor in a heap. Come. (laughs) Sit. Stay. What's... Oh, I like you. You're coming with me and Glenn. Where? To a place where you can get away. Yeah. You can't mean. No, yes, Stuart. You don't mean. Yes, Stuart. No, Stuart. You're going to rehab. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. 
That last yes was from Katie, who dramatically walks in in the middle of the argument. I love the little uh, I like you from Glenn when when Gay's like putting him in his place. We haven't seen Glenn in so long. It was just so nice to see him again. And yes, hilarious as always. I agree. I agree. I'm pretty sure I like mumbled to the screen. Glenn's back. <laughs> uh, scene four, back in the Shamrock Ed's dressing room, Riley and Jonesy try a different strategy. Um, we spoke with Shorzy. You did? And? And he, um... What? He said... What? He said you suck at hockey. Huh? Yeah, uh, he said you should stick to ringette. Huh? Yeah, he, he said that you should never, ever let a woman do a man's job. He did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was standing there like, what is this guy saying? <laughs> and then he said, who let the broads out of the kitchen? <laughs> he did not. Yeah, and we were like, what? You can't say that. He's like, yeah, I can. They should be making me my supper. I was like, Did he? Yeah. I mean, we're like, dude, you're crazy. Then he said, I mean, how do they find time for hockey while they're cleaning the floors and doing my laundry? Did he? Yeah. And that's not even, that's not even the craziest part. Like, we were, and believe us, we had had enough at this point, but we we're all like, are you sure about this? And he's like, anybody can go back to that. Yeah. We're like, dude. You better stop talking about those girls like that. Mm. You better stop talking about those women like that. But he said, talk to me when they go back to back to back. <laughs> uh, Marianne and Betty Ann stand up, meet each other in the middle of the dressing room and... Marianne, Betty Ann, we're on with hip, lip, and dip, ship. We're on with coat, note, and tote, boat. Why don't you say you, me, and the girls put another one on the water? Back to back to back! <laughs> I got to say, Riley and Jonesy's plan was actually pretty smart for them. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I love the in the worst possible way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a smart plan. It's a horror. Yeah, the the things they were saying were horrible for sure. Uh, Scene number five, cue the training montage. We see the women practicing, training, and playing games. They slowly climb the standings from sixth place, cut to shots on the bench where their coach is holding a waste bucket and looking at it longingly. (laughs) But all he does is spit his gum in it because things are actually going well. By the time the montage is over, uh, the Shamrockettes are all the way up in first place in the league. I have a production note from this. The name of the other women's hockey teams, hilarious. They all have the suffix et in them. So there was... uh, the Caribouettes, the Rapidettes, the Royalettes, the Bulldogettes, the Loggerettes, and the funniest one is the Alouettes. So, <laughs> which is hilarious because an Alouette is already sporting team's name and already has the 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 et at the end, but then they add the extra et to make it a woman's team. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure uh, Danny's, Danny's team had a lot of fun designing all those logos and all those team jerseys and stuff. That's right. Yeah, this would be a good, a big Danny heavy one. Mm-hmm. Scene six, back at the farmhouse, the Hicks get ready for the Shamrockettes game. They've got their beer and their brooms, hoping for a sweep of the championship. Katie's staying behind because, well, Stewart's getting out of uh, rehab. Scene seven, up outside the Donegal Bulldogettes rink, the uh, Hicks meet up with their counterparts from the opposing team. Wayne. Dwayne. Daryl. Cheryl. Dan. Dan. See, he's brought your brooms. 
shop's not bought a couple <laughs> side roads down though. Oh, you didn't hear? We're working for a sweep country Canada now. Don't fear the sweeper. Why don't you use those brooms and show us that little dance those fellas doing Mary Poppins? We offer you a beer. Are we sweeping with the enemies or? You should have used those brooms to sweep the cobwebs off of Letterkenny's trophy case. Well, it's good you got the beer sorted, but is that Donegal tap water still stinky or? He's got a liberal amount of beer there. Not sure it's going to be enough to drown your sorrows after we shit kick you today. These are on the brink of elimination. Read it and sweep. Hey, win or lose, <laughs> these guys have still got the most ostrich fuckers per capita, right? That's a big picture. Allegedly. Don't <laughs> you wish you could put your head in the sand and ignore that one, huh? May the best town win. <laughs> the opposing <laughs> hicks shake hands, except for Cheryl and Daryl. She takes a step forward, but Derry takes a step back. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, when you are the town that has the ostrich fuckers, you basically lose every chirping argument with another town. <laughs> But I love how confident the other team was considering they're on the verge of a sweep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and the whole your trophy case is uh, dusted off or whatever. I mean, they're going back to back to back. So that means they've actually won the last two years. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next scene inside the dressing room, Riley and Jonesy are giving a final pep talk to the now harmonious team. Then coach storms in. Final, buddy. Game four, buddy. Suits on deck for it. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Cut to the player's bench. Shorzy skates up. He's one of the officials. Shorzy? Give your balls a tug. Shorzy! Ted Fucker? We heard what you said about us, you sack of shit. Never let a wound do a man's job, huh? Watch this. We're just taking a break from cooking and cleaning to win back to back to back shifts, asshole. I'll make you a sandwich afterwards, though. I'll shove up your ass for you, too. You two are the silliest twats I ever met in my whole fucking life. I didn't say any of that shit, you dumb broads. But I did say your breath could stop a Mack truck, Betty Ann. I'll tell that to anyone who will listen. Fuck you, Shorzy! Fuck you, Betty Ann. Your breath is an existential crisis. Made me question my whole fucking life. <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy! Fuck you, Mary Ann. You got legs on you like redwoods. You could box jump a bungalow. <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> Fuck you, Riley. Your mom groped me two Halloweens ago. Shut the fuck up or I'll take it to Twitter. Fuck you, Shorzy. You're a horrible fucking ref. Fuck you, Jonesy. Take a look at me. I'm not even a ref. I'm a fucking linesman, but you can referee on my Nazi piece of shit. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> uh, so good. Shorzy does admit, though, he'd still smash both Marianne and Betty Ann, but our, our Riley and Jonesy's mom would get jealous. Scene 10. At the skids lair, the skids are waiting for Stuart to return from rehab. Everett, Gay, and Katie are there waiting uh, with them. Uh, Glenn walks in and introduces the new rehabilita rehabilitated Stuart. We see everyone's reaction. Rold is shocked. Gay seems pleased, but the scene cuts before we see Stuart. Scene 11. Back at the game, the Hicks are in the visitors section trash-talking the home fans. Fuck the wave. Pull your finger out of your ass. I remember when you could smoke in here. Yeah, we're going to smoke using here, bud. Came here to do two things. Launch this broom on the ice and drink puppers. And the gal at the bar just told me I'm cut off. Your gals look slower than my tractor. First man's got a hemi in her. Your gals are having a tougher time finding the pucks than NHL on Fox viewers circa 1996. I've seen more hustle and chess. <laughs> Still no heaters in here, eh? I remember Letterkenny men in the 50s. The visiting Letterkenny fans drown out the home team fans with their cheering. The game is a close one with great chances for both sides. It's scoreless with little time left in the third period. At one point in the game, Shorzy skates up to the Shamrockettes bench and rips a fart before skating off. Uh, Coach looks on nervously and, and catches a longing uh, glance and nearby trash can. Uh, he really wants to kick it. 
With four seconds left, the Shamrock Eds take a timeout. Shorzy skates up to their bench. Hurry up and score a fucking goal already. I'm getting the bedtime silly. Fuck off, Shorzy. Give us our timeout. Fuck you, Riley. Tell your mom to give me a timeout. Last time I tried that, she threatened to take a header on me into an empty pool at the Quality Suites. <laughs> Fuck you, Shorzy. Leave us alone. Fuck you, Jonesy. Tell your mom to leave me alone. She's been laying in my fucking waterbed since Labor Day. Fuck, Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you all. Your lives are so sad. I get a charity tax break just for hanging out with you. Nice sweep, no sweep. <laughs> give your balls a tug. Uh, this intrusion seems <laughs> seems to give the Shamrockettes a boost of energy. During the next faceoff, Marianne and Barry, Betty Ann line up. Shorzy drops the puck, but instead of going for the puck, Marianne spears Shorzy between the legs, <laughs> dropping him to the ice. The Shamrockettes proceed to skate the puck down the ice and score the championship-winning goal. Uh, the players celebrate. The Letterkenny fans throw their brooms on the ice. The Donegal fans sit in quiet dejection. Uh, Riley and Jonesy celebrate on the bench while Coach, overwhelmed by it, crumples to the ground in tears. Uh, during the trophy presentation, Marianne and Betty Ann receive the trophy, both kiss it and hand it to Riley and Jonesy. But Coach grabs it from them and once again crumples to the ice in tears, hugging the trophy while the rest of the team <laughs> celebrate around him. <laughs> Scene 12. Cut to Riley and Jonesy in the stands at the empty Donegal Arena just staring out at the ice. A maintenance person uh, walks by, sweeping the last of the brooms off the ice. We did it, buddy. I can't believe it, buddy. <laughs> We want a fucking ship. We bought that boat. Riley and Jonesy look like they're about to start crying, but the moment is interrupted by texts from both their mothers. Uh, they think it's to congratulate them on their win, but both moms are asking about Shorzy's whereabouts. Riley and Jonesy look bothered, and we fade to black. <laughs> All right. Discussion time. Tanya. What are your thoughts, your initial thoughts on this episode? Um, well, may I start with a question? Even mm -hmm. though I know this isn't a safe place, um, I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> Smart lead. Um, so I just want to know, is 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 the broom, are the broom, is the broom thing a, a, a real thing? Like, do you, has, does, does, is that, does that happen? People throw brooms on the You know the what? Ice? I've never seen brooms thrown on the ice. Have you? I mean, I've seen octopus thrown on an ice. I've seen uh, octopus, octopus I've and seen hats. hats but I, so, so if if you're going into a into a into a game four, right? Because if it's the best out of seven, if you're going into a game four with the opportunity to sweep the other team, there's a good chance that somebody's coming in with a broom. Yeah. Really? Oh, you know what? Like, uh, like at on at a NHL games, I think they frisk the fans to make sure they don't they're not bringing brooms in. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet you in small town arenas, you need to find a broom. Well, uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, people hide octopi. So, uh, I mean, if, what's the octopus yeah. for again? That was yeah, a Detroit you, thing. Yeah. I think you could, you could bring a, a, a broom that kind of screws together like a pull cue. So, <laughs> so. Oh my. Jack, Jack looks very confused. I know. I know. He's working know. out the details. So I probably maybe. We're not <laughs> we have in our, our local soccer, when I say local, like domestic soccer, mm -hmm. uh, but the top league. The we have what they call the premiers plate. So if you're top of the league at the end of the season, mm -hmm. and then we have finals. We don't have playoffs, but mm -hmm. we have finals, and it's just knockout. And whoever wins that wins this 
big uh, big trophy, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like a big toilet seat. <laughs> so it's been nicknamed from season one the toilet seat. And whenever we get to the finals, people bring toilet seats. Oh, Jesus! Oh my god! Hold them up in the crowd because they're going to win the toilet seat. Awesome! Is it, isn't it blasphemy for an Australian to call it soccer? <laughs> Wow, it's just to differentiate the codes. There are multiple yeah. football codes. I can say football. I mean, three different sports. Yeah, yeah. And I guess right. I mean football's Aussie rules. Football is pretty big there, so you'd have to have soccer to differentiate, right? Football in Melbourne mm-hmm. is Aussie rules. Right. Football in Sydney or Queensland is rugby. Oh, okay. And then so what? Wow. Which one is soccer? It's None just soccer. All. They call it soccer there. He, he's speaking he, down to European us. football. <laughs> and, yeah. It gets confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to find you a photo of the toilet seat. Yeah, definitely share that, please. Any other? Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I so love uh, Riley and Jonesy. Um, I love this hockey so much better than the boys hockey. I love Marianne and Betty Ann. I love mm-hmm. the interaction between them. I love that um, the the banter back and forth. It's not set up like the guys. The When the guys did it, it was long and drawn out and went several rounds all in the circle. Mm-hmm. And it was just too, it was, it was too long. Mm-hmm. This is much quicker. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's uh, I love the banter between them, the energy between them, Riley and Jonesy in the mix of it um, and trying their best to try to figure out a way in order to get everything under control and, and try to get, and, and they were smart about it too. Like uh, as we just already mentioned, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the well, uh, relative yeah. to Riley relative, and Jonesy. Right. Yes. No, of course. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's smart. Two mitts and one ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, but, but I, I, I just love the, the, the I love it so much better than than the boys hockey team. Hmm. Um, and um, what was I wanting to say? I the the whole uh, Stewart was revealed. Glenn brought Stewart back, and there was a big reveal, and everybody kind of gasped. And then you waited for them to circle back to that at the mm-hmm. end, and it never happened. It didn't get touched on again, and it just was dropped. So uh, I thought that was quite evil of them that um, they didn't <laughs> show us like, well, what is the the new Stewart? So mm-hmm. uh, those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Gabe being back? Yeah, uh, she looked completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um, I love that she still has that uh, power um, over everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, Glenn and his whole, uh, well, I like you. And, and <laughs> oh my God, just love, just love how his character and how he's just gotten better and better and better. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see more of him. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was a fun episode. Uh, the, uh, the back-to-back, the, the hockey storyline. I mean, I'm trying to think, is, uh, has there been another episode that's been so Riley and Jonesy-centric? I feel like this is the first one kind of where they carry the story. Uh, and, it, I mean, the Hicks are almost secondary in this one. This is, I feel like this is the first time I've seen the Hicks take a back seat in the main storyline. Um, so that that was an interesting uh, thing there. Um, right. <laughs> Riley, especially uh, Dylan, Dylan Playfair, some of the faces he gives when he's like being really bothered or whatever, when the girls are, are chirping at each sorry, the women are chirping at each other or when uh, <laughs> we'll play <it. laughs> uh, just funny, funny, funny looks. And um, coach doesn't say much in this episode, but his reactions, uh, if you like, if you ever watch this episode again, 
uh, just watch him and how he reacts in some of those scenes because he's he's either being really bothered by what what he's witnessing or he's crying because he's like so emotional about getting the win or he's he's like looking at longingly at that trash can it, it's it's like really I found it really comical um, so overall you know it was a story you know story wise I thought it was kind of a light episode uh the whole Stuart thing I know that that's gonna evolve into something um I like seeing gay back i'm I'm happy she's back uh and and happy to see Glenn back victor uh yeah it was a puzzling episode for mm-hmm. me uh I thought like, it just it felt uh like a badly edited um rushed badly edited uh, uh mini movie or something like that mm-hmm. it just some, seemed very patched nothing connected mm. um it was just uh, and it wasn't it wasn't like it's an episode of different skits <laughs> I, it, so it's not i don't think they can get away with that mm-hmm. i just felt that nothing was connected it was uh, and and the stories and the stories themselves i know it's just a you know a like a 30 minute funny show, but mm-hmm. I don't think that there, there was a lot of plot holes in almost every story. Mm-hmm. Like where's the, where's the drama about, about, um, about them uh, winning when they've already, they're the, they're the team that won for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And why are they even at the bottom of the, you know, are they really at the bottom because they are fighting over Shorzy? I, I don't know. Like the whole thing just felt like all of us, we went from having this fun dialogue in the locker room to all of a sudden we're knee deep inside a tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what's, what's, what just happened? <laughs> we're, well, the, like, we the, the training from, montage showed, showed yeah, that was a no, time no, lapse. No, no, I get it. It mm-hmm. just we were we were kind of thrown into it. Like mm-hmm. we slept on one of those uh, big Turks, and we we and then we ended up in the, <laughs> pulled a full gainer. Yeah, yeah, we went we we went through some portal, and we ended up inside this hockey tournament, <laughs> and then we we were pulled out into a a very strange uh, skit about the about the skids. Um, like, wait a second, why all of a sudden is Stuart getting an intervention? How is he different than everybody else in that group? And where did that come? Oh, but I think that was earned. That was set up. I mean, uh, for the last three episodes, he's been like focused and 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 obsessing over the dark web. He's he's addicted to the dark web. Oh, so it's not an intervention over drugs. No, no hell no. no. I, all I, still... I told, okay, yeah, I, I'm with Victor here. I I, really? I I did not catch that at all. If that's an intervention for being on a dark web, I totally did not get that. He, I totally did not like, get that. He, he came down and he's like, okay, is he here? Like he wanted to get yeah, on the dark did. web again. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Uh, good, good, good for all we is trading myths for the dark web. Yeah. Dark web. Yeah. yeah. So I totally, I totally connected that to the math, and I'm thinking, no, why no. him and not everybody else? So I, anyway, so maybe I, I can forgive that a little bit looking back at it, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, uh, it just, it just felt like out of, out of place. And then I almost felt disappointed when Glenn showed up because I'm thinking, really, this is the episode you're bringing him back, and not the previous <laughs> one? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, you know, where was Glenn for when it really would have counted? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I felt like he was, his talents were underutilized here. Yeah, he had a good reaction to, uh, to, to gay there, yeah. but. Uh, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, like, you know, do better. Like you use them in a, in a, in a, utilize your talents yeah. anyway. So just those are so, some of my first thoughts. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Uh, they're, they, they've had a lot of opportunities to use Glenn. So I'm wondering like if there's a production 
re- a reason there, production related reason that he wasn't in the wedding episode like he should have been and what why he wasn't in mm-hmm. the talent show or the spelling bee episode when everyone else yeah. was and stuff. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. And to bring him in uh, for this episode and he really didn't have much. He said he had one line, I guess, or two or yeah. not one, like a couple of lines. But uh, you're right. There was, it, it, he was kind of wasted here. Uh, Jack, what did you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I think they're clearly kind of setting up towards the end of the season now where they're trying to wrap up those other storylines. I think that, um, like Tanya said, that I think they learned a lot from the locker room with the guys and they've adapted that with the ladies and it works much better with only the two mm-hmm. than the than five or six. Um, but otherwise, I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a, it was, it was a solid mid-episode, not really a, like it wasn't a, a grand episode like some of the others that mm-hmm. we've seen. Um, one one note I've got is interventions. They're on every TV show. <laughs> do you guys actually do them over there? We we don't hear that sort of thing. They ever actually happen? You know what? Like you mean in real life? Yeah. Yeah. Not that I know of. <laughs> I've had an intervention with friends. Yeah, yeah. I guess we did once, didn't we? I I have personally with uh with uh, some girlfriends yeah uh to try to help another friend see the, yeah there was a friend who's going through so yeah I mean I think uh, before the TV show happened we probably didn't know what these were but uh, the TV show certainly made them uh, I guess uh, but it's nothing so formal as yeah. as like everyone's here and we're ganging up on you it's just like okay let's all get together but we're like secretly like yeah let's all get together because we should talk about this mm-hmm. so yeah it's just to, to try yeah, to help people through things yeah yeah okay um otherwise like clearly that's setting up for future events mm-hmm. uh and I don't think there's there's like the difference between those scenes with setting up for the future, whereas the cold open where, it, as we discussed earlier, it doesn't go anywhere. There's no follow up on it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, there. I don't mind those scenes, knowing that you know if they don't follow up on that in future seasons or what. Like if you just drop those characters and you went, why are we invested in that? Yeah, that'd yeah. be different, but they're leading somewhere so yeah that I, I don't mind too much and i think the hockey stuff is i've been having fun through the season with these characters this is a way to wrap that up so they can move on to other things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean I, I agree with with your points uh let's see we'll go to ratings now tanya what do you give this one are you um al yeah you, you forgot me, but <laughs> did I forget you? He's gonna blame that like on me. Great way to go, Matt. I, I, I way was to going, go, Matt. Actually, I, I was gonna blame it on you as well. So <laughs> let's, yeah, this well, one's I was a, unprepared. I was checking which episode, like how many yeah. episodes we got to go in the season, and he told me I was like, oh no, oh, I thought I was out of order. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm the one you, out of you order. You did well. You I'm, did well, Jack. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to let this play out. Let's see if he loops back to me. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, son of a bitch. You know what? It's because he's already on tomorrow with Jack. Yeah. Like, he just yeah, that's wanted it. to, Jeff. you know, jump ahead. Okay. Matt. Oh, I still love what, you, Matt. What are your initial thoughts on this episode? <laughs> do you even care, Al? Do you even care? Like, of course I care. I care deeply. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. Well, I have uh, no notes written about you, so that's good, though. <laughs> they're all directed at me. They're all directed No, actually, so... so i'm gonna take mine um i i actually enjoyed the episode um i i thought i mean 
I always think of like, do I laugh? Do I laugh? I didn't laugh my ass off, but I love the Shorzy content. Mm-hmm. The shit he does is brilliant. It <laughs> fucking kills me. Um, Marianne and Betty Ann, mm-hmm. I mean, Jack and Tandy, you guys are spot on. I think this dynamic is so much better than the group dynamic in the earlier hockey scenes. It's not that it's it's not a guy versus girl thing here. It's I think it worked better as a as a as a duo mm-hmm. or a duel there. And I think they these two complemented each other so well. And the content coming out of them is so smart. Um, and on the, and look at the good puppers oh, on dude. the screen. Oh my! Oh, good puppers. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. There's a puppers in the screen. Oh my god, so cute! Oh, he's so cute as puppers ever. All oh, right, there he is. Ah, full, Nelson. full Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then actually, I will mention Al. So mm-hmm. you're spot on with Mark Forward, uh, coach. Mm-hmm. I I actually wrote down Silent Hero mm-hmm. on my notepad. I mean, yes, he has his one outburst. But his his I, he was one of my favorite characters this whole episode. Watching his little moments of staring at the can or ha- overreact or underreact, not really sure what to do. He's in a weird realm there. Yeah. They didn't really know what to do. And then even when they won and he's hugging the trophy, I couldn't. I actually didn't take. I'm like, is he happy or is he sad? <laughs> I think he's just so overwhelmed in his own head. He doesn't even know how to react. Yeah. And I and I appreciated that chaos that was coming out, and it was so good. Um, I, what else did I mean? I didn't understand. Oh yeah. Again, uh, uh, Victor, you're right about the, the skid thing. I didn't understand. I was totally didn't catch the dark web thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a meth related rehab. What the hell triggered this? Why are they suddenly throwing him to rehab? But I guess it's okay. And they're setting up for future. I imagine the next episode, it's been a long time to watch these. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. I thought, I thought Roll Riley and Jonesy were in their element. This was mm-hmm. a huge episode for them. Yeah. The, the the dynamic when they're when they're like you said when they're watching the girls battle mm-hmm. their uncomfortableness and they're trying to be PC and trying to be comf- and trying to be okay and deal with this situation from a coaching perspective and then their growth from up to wearing their suits and mm-hmm. and moving on and and really leading this team I thought it was a really high point for them and yeah. I, I I really enjoyed it and I that did. tender moment they share at the end only to be ruined oh. by the text from their moms and, and that note I'll, I'll end on that that no that and then Jack I see you there yeah. um that that whole scene I laughed so fucking hard because those kind of <laughs> moments those kind of moments are my favorite where like you laugh and then you kind of stop for a second like is this over and then they're still like crying and getting their shit together <laughs> I started laughing again and then of course you know, and then the whole thing with the guy pushing the brooms with the broom across the ice, I thought it was fantastic. So, yeah, I loved it. Jack. Oh, are you oh. mute? You're on mute? Right, you're on mute. Sorry, I muted it with the dog. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah the one thing I... I skipped with the Shawzy. What like two of those lines kill me? The tax breaks and running a charity marathon. That was really funny. Wow, I love those two lines and the way he skates around, just killer. But, but the one big note that I have with all of that mm-hmm. is the comp. Like normally you go, oh yeah, fuck your mother, you know, whatever. But there's confirmation. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. probably actually fucking their mothers. I know. That's what's so uh, disturbing. Uh, right? Allegedly. 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 Wow. <laughs> I have this. So I have good. the texts here. Uh, Riley's mom's text. Hey, hun, did you see your friend Shorzy today? And Jones, Jonesy's mom. Hey, sweetie, just trying to track down your friend Shorzy. Have you seen him? <laughs> just... <laughs> they might have only gotten together to sh- to have tea or something. You know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's what Shorzy's doing. Yeah, Shorzy doesn't seem like a tea drinker to me. 
All right. All right. Um, He's a teabagger. Are we all on? Are, are, are we caught up now? Did I get everyone? Did I miss anyone? I'm so I think sorry. You're, I, th- I think you're good now. All right. The damage is done. Al. Let's go to the ra- <laughs> let's go to the ratings. I've had a- fucking embarrassing. I know. Hit that button. Okay. You're, you're right. You're right. Here, I deserve it. It's fucking embarrassing. Yes. Yes. And I'll even do this one. Sort yourself out. All right. I'm I'm gonna try to sort myself out here. <laughs> Tanya. What rating do you give this? A fresh clearance or compost? Before I do, Mm. I would like to um, submit um, a reminder to Victor Mm. that he once phrased the cover of a book to me. And I would like to point that out to him that, yes, the beginning of the story wasn't necessarily anything to do with the story, but the contents in the middle were really good. Mm. And I think um, the, the hockey, it, it, it was a hockey story. It was all about Riley and Jonesy, their growth. It was about Marianne and uh, Betty Ann and uh, what, what splinter that they had dividing them mm-hmm. was the same splinter that brought them together that they were able to pull together. Riley and Jonesy was able to uh, push their team and that whole montage of them working together, um, getting better, getting their wins. And, and it was, it was a hockey story. And mm-hmm. even though I don't like the hockey portion of it, there was no gains. There was no um, yeah, chirping. There was mm-hmm. no, like there was still a bit of the, the chirp, but it was done in a much better way. Like it was way more fine tuned anyways. So I just want you to remember that when you're giving your rating <laughs> and what do you, what, what is your, I'm going to give it a fresh. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. I thought they really pulled this together and I thought it was a, it was a really good show. And, and even though the skids part wasn't necessarily part of the whole hockey thing, it was leading into what we're going to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Allegedly. All right. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, the cold open was just okay. Uh, the hockey story was fun. Uh, I liked Riley and Jonesy. I liked Coach. Um, the skid storyline, just setting up something for the future. I feel like in any kind of other show where uh, it's a 23-episode season or whatever, this 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 episode here would be considered kind of one of those bridge episodes, one of those episodes setting up storylines sure. or whatever. Uh, not furthering anything, maybe tying up a, a storyline there with the hockey, but and setting a, a future one up. But there's, you know, n- not a whole lot of meat on the bone there. Um, I, yeah, it, so this one was just okay, and and <laughs> it's hilarious. It was just okay, and and I mean, Victor, Victor yes, almost, Jack. Victor almost. <laughs> could almost convince me to give this one a compost, but I won't go that far. I <gasps> won't go that far. Hit the fucking embarrassing again. <laughs> Would you do it? Seriously. <sighs> I'm going to back you on this one, Tanya. I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a clearance. What? Uh, and here's why. Um, I liked the Riley and Jonesy uh, and, and, and coach was fun. It was just, it was just okay. Uh, the, I didn't find the writing super smart and I didn't find it super funny. So it was just okay. There's nothing wrong with the episode. There's just nothing that really put this episode into the fresh for me. 
So yeah, uh, I'm gonna see myself out, and I'm gonna <laughs> give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. Melbourne Jack put a train wreck up, and I oh, just wow. don't call that Which in because. But can we call it? I'm pretty sure that's the exact same train wreck that Victor uses <laughs> yeah. on the regular. So is that like? Is that a yeah? Okay. See? Oh <laughs> my god! Oh, that's hilarious. It was just okay. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it, but there's just nothing great about it either. Victor, what, what, what's train your rating? Wreck. Well, first, let me address uh, the, elephant. <laughs> the, the, the let me address the unicorn in the room. So um, <laughs> the unicorn in the room. <laughs> so so yes, uh, you certainly uh, don't want to be uh, swayed by the cover. I wouldn't consider the cold open a cover, uh, maybe an epilogue or something like that. Uh, I, I what I would say is uh, somebody was uh, enjoying two different books. Uh, they were hard covers. Uh, they were very old. So unfortunately, the insides just fell out onto the floor. And when they were putting the books back, they may, might, might have mixed up some of the pages. You are spare parts, aren't you, bud? <laughs> <laughs> so what we ended up, what, what we ended up with uh, was a very patched story that didn't necessarily have any continuity in it. But uh, if, you know, all that said, my, my favorite parts of the story were definitely the hockey. Uh, now, the fact that Tanya loved it so much, the exchange in the locker room, I'm still wondering if she's truly understanding what they're talking oh, about. You. But, all right. uh, uh, but, but, uh, but in terms of the hockey itself, uh, I thought it was actually like on the ice. They actually did a really great job. Mm -hmm. the, all the all the, sh the shooting on the ice. And my goodness, and Jackie called it the skate that you shorty skating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally was belly laughing at, at that. <laughs> that was hilarious. The part that I didn't like and I continue to not like is uh, the pooping, them talking and pooping at the same time. <laughs> I, I knew just, you were going to hate that scene. I just, knew it. I don't know. I just I'm not a I'm not a pooping guy. Like I, I still I don't find I, everybody I don't poops, Victor. I still think of that sound guy, that poor poor sound person. Like oh my god, what they have to go through. <laughs> the one moment in this episode where he puts the feet under the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and 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 Matt, like in terms of in terms of the coach, I I was totally with you. Like I mm -hmm. didn't know what to think. Uh, um, I felt almost like. What am I missing that everybody else might be getting right now? What is when he's lurking around the corner behind? I'm wondering what is what's happening right now. What is what is the role that he's trying? What is the message he's trying to uh, to send here? I didn't get it. I don't. And even at the end, I didn't understand what that close up of him and crying and like what what was this? And were you the coach for the last two years? <laughs> like what's what's happening here? Mm -hmm. I almost feel like there needs to be like this origin story of coach at some point. Uh, that, <laughs> I hope that happens. Course, I hope yeah, that, that golf the golf course was not enough. I need more. We need to learn uh, more about Barb and, and his life. Yeah, with Barb, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, so all that to say that I, you know, I can't possibly give this episode a fresh because it would be too much of an insult to some truly incredible episodes. But at the same time, I'm not going to give it a compost. There was just too much gold stuff in here. So uh, for me, it's a solid clearance. Okay. Matt, I'm not going to forget about you this time, buddy. <laughs> wow. We're, we're, thanks, bud. <laughs> I feel like Jack would have cut you off there if, 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 you, if you tried to. <laughs> he would have He would have uh, told me to. Hey, give your balls a tug, you Ted fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this one's hilarious. We're, we are so all over the place in this episode. Normally, there's some general alignment, mm. and we're nowhere on the same page, and <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so, so, I mean, I don't, I don't ever think of any episode really, I know, I know we have our top five and everything, but I always treat them independently when I rate them. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to cut right to the chase and I'll explain how I give this one a fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with Tanya on this one. This one was fun. I mean, Al, I'm shocked. I'm in the writing perspective. Yes. There's no story pushing forward on this. I think it was like, but the right, like there was so much heavy on the Shorzy and the, and then the girls there, Marianne and, Be- and Betty Ann and, and those interactions. I think the, the writing for those insults and those runs that they do is so brilliant. Like there's shots at everything, whether it's the heritage minutes or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, no, yeah. All, like there there's so many good little subtle yeah. moments. And this one, this is what it did for me is the subtle moments. Like, mm-hmm. again, I talked about Mark forward and the coach, his little subtle interactions on the way Riley and Jonesy, their interactions and their expressions, mm-hmm. I thought were so killer. The, the ending of them just staring and taking in mm-hmm. that situation that it was, this one was, it's not in your face comedy, mm-hmm. but it's so subtle, but I fucking love subtle. And, mm-hmm. and when it's there, when it's done well, I think it should be celebrated. And this one was full. Of, so yeah, the skid thing, I'm sure it's setting up the intro, not related at all. I feel like they actually shot the intro at a whole separate thing. and like, didn't know where to put it. So I threw it in this episode, but at the end, I don't care. I still enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. a fun opening. And the rest of the story was hockey, hockey, hockey with a little shout out to a future coming. I'm okay with that. And um, so, yeah, I give it a fresh. <laughs> I love because uh, you're not a big hockey fan. And no, and I, but, can, and I, and Tanya isn't either, but both yeah. of you are giving this a fresh, a but hockey hockey episode. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever said it here, if we've ever said it in private conversation, but I am not a sports person. Mm-hmm. That said, some of my favorite movies oh, are sports movies. Sports movies are the best. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So yeah. You down. add a story to sports. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Sports <laughs> movies are guys' romantic movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, that is, yeah. They, they have built in drama to them, right? They have built in stakes and drama because. Hey, hey, hey. Youngblood was one of the most romantic movies of the 80s. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> it's with Rob Lowe. Yes, yes. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Jack, bring us home, buddy. What do you give this one? Yeah, for me, it was a fresh. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the, the building. Yeah, again, the, the cold open was a touch long, but it it was still funny and it didn't really take away too much from the episode. It's not as if they replaced it with bad. Like if they replaced, if that was long and then the rest, everything else didn't really work, then mm-hmm. yeah, it, would, it could be out of place but I didn't feel that way. Uh, it just dragged a little bit towards the end. Um, yeah, a lot of callbacks in this episode. All the ets, like you mentioned, Al, like those those are the subtle things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the love-hate relationship and that mentioned with uh, Coach and and the bin. I, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> Maybe he's just barbecue, barbecue. I, I really I think, don't know. I think but, the bin is his coping mechanism. It's his kind of security <laughs> blanket. And when he when he's tense and stressed, he wants to kick it. And, you know, I think that's he what He doesn't it is. feel like himself if yeah. he doesn't kick it. Yeah. I get that. But like you say, tennis players break rackets all the time and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. it's in that moment of frustration. They don't go out there and go, I want to break a racket today. <laughs> Coach is looking at the bin going, I want to kick you. I just want to kick you. It's calling him. It's not that Kicking. snapshot of, ah, yeah. Coach freaking out in the box and just <laughs> the bin is the closest thing. So he kicks it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then, and then the shorty moments as well as, the the ladies and all the chirping it's yeah there's some really good quality in this episode and yeah i, I really enjoyed it okay so uh two uh, three freshes and two clearances yeah the 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 the, the line here uh, the divide here is unusual with matt or uh, victor and myself agreeing and matt and tanya 
<laughs> uh, giving freshes. Uh, top fives. Does this uh, break anyone's top five? I'll start with you, Tanya. Uh, no, no, I'm not going to move anything. No. Uh, it, it obviously doesn't touch any of my top five. And Victor, probably not you either. No. What about you, Matt? No, no, it didn't touch the top five. But I, again, I enjoyed the episode. So, uh, Jack, I, I don't expect you to rhyme off your top five episodes. But if you want to, you know, mention a few of your favorites. Uh, yeah, I didn't get time to uh, to mm-hmm. do it. I did think about it last week and mm-hmm. uh, and I felt bad with uh, who I was following on from last week because that was a really great episode, by the way. Um, and yeah, some really good stories. But um, for me, I think it's more the characters for me than, than specific episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two episodes at least coming up with the Men and Knights that I won't spoil anything, ah, but they are yes, gold. Yes. There's some really good wordplay. I know mm-hmm. you guys that have seen it before are nodding. Um, <laughs> I love the, the Dax and Ronnie, mm-hmm. those scenes where they take the sports again and they, they flip it on its head and normally it's all very homophobic in that, but they mm-hmm. use the they use the wordplay really well. So that, they're the sort of more the things I, I enjoy, those little interactions. And then when you see... Um, characters like Glenn and the Skids and the opposing sides mm-hmm. uh, and the way they work them. I just, I really enjoy those sort of moments. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm, I'm always a fan of the episodes where all the cast members are in, in together. The on- ensemble episodes are a lot of fun. Just seeing these very different groups and how they deal with each other. All right. So now it's time for the postage.store MVP. Tanya, who's your MVP for this uh, this episode? Riley and Jonesy. Oh, oh, together. All right. Yeah. I guess they are a unit. We've right. established well, this. Yeah, the yeah. spelling bee. They were one person. Riley and Jonesy. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's a good one. Uh, let's see. My MVP. Um, I guess it's between Victor and Riley. It's got to be Riley and Jonesy. I mean, this is their episode. This is their their story, uh, they they carry it and they do a good job of it. I would have, I, I was thinking, I was considering coach, but I mean, how can you give MP, MVP to a part where he says one line in the whole episode? So I'll I'll give it to Riley and Jonesy. What about you, Victor? Yeah, well, I mean, initially I was going to give it to uh, a coach's understudy, the uh, uh, the bin that was sitting that was sitting next next <laughs> to him on the bench. Oh my yeah, uh, like uh, that was one of my favorite scenes when he was looking at it. And he just wanted to kick it. Yeah. He just wanted to give it, away, but he but he he kept his composure. Yeah. But I thought that that bin was was pure gold in that scene. It was it it really it really held its uh, its role well. But uh, so, but I really do have to the the the, the part that maybe laugh more than anything else in the episode was Shorzy skating. Mm. So I got to I got to give it to Shorzy for that one. Well done. All right, Shorzy. And Matt, how about you? Coach Silent Hero. <laughs> he holds it up <laughs> notepad with Coach Silent Hero. All right, a vote for Coach. Uh, I, I don't disagree, but uh, yeah, he didn't have any words. So he was fantastic. He was well. He those, had the, the one the one tantrum when he comes. Well, in I'm going to give yeah. one line. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic, and and his subtle little moments mm-hmm. took it for me. Yeah, uh, Jack, who's your MVP for this one? Uh, I I considered Shorzy, but uh, Betty Ann and Marion because mm-hmm. they they won they won the ship they <laughs> they clean sweep <laughs> yeah and really. When those two were fighting, they were what down in I think it was sixth. Yeah, where they where they started, then you have that whole training montage and yeah, and then they won it. So clearly they were the backbone of the team. Yes. So yeah, you're right. They you're the, right. They got the sweep. <laughs> Betty Ann and I love that you 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 consider them an, a unit as well. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> 
They're the Riley and Jonesy of the women's team. You know what? <laughs> they were also on my list. It's it's pretty much a tie between the two. Like such such good acting. Do you want to change your uh, answer? Or are you still sticking to Riley and Jonesy? Uh, Jack makes a good point. They they did. They they made the show just as much. I don't know. No, I'll I'll shut it out still to Riley and Jonesy. All right. You, yeah, you got to go with the mid or the D. You got you can't have both. <laughs> the, the mid or the. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like the D, so I'm going to keep with that then. <laughs> Very cool. All right. I'm going to move on to a scientific Twitter poll that I uh, ran last <laughs> week after our episode. Um, just about the, uh, well, here's a Twitter poll. The uh, the question I asked was gold teeth. And then the answers, uh, the, the two options are attractive or not attractive. Uh, we got 40 responses and 10% of people said that they were attractive while 90% said not attractive. And and I completely agree. Like you take somebody like Katie, who's, 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 who's hot and you give her gold teeth and suddenly she kind of looks, I don't know that scene where she, she, she flashes the, the grill. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Not attractive. What, what, no. what do you guys think? Jack, what did you find that attractive or no? No, I've read it on the call. I, I don't know how you can find that really attractive. Yeah. But, I don't but think it. I know it's supposed to be intimidation or or, or to, to. It's not supposed to yeah. be an attractiveness. It's supposed to be like a, mm-hmm. a like a big boss sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, ninety uh, percent agreed with me, Victor. Did you, what did you think? No, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and Matt. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. It's the same as like people leave stickers on their hats. It's not. It's nothing. It's nothing okay. And, and by the way, I don't find it attractive on guys either. I think mm-hmm. it's just as ridiculous. <laughs> oh yeah, I, lo- I love your inclusiveness in that response. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This has nothing to do with women not being it. This is just, just, I just the, the it's whole ridiculous. idea. The whole idea is kind of stupid. Yeah. All right, moving on to listener comments. We have one from uh, Mart- Martin Badke, uh, and he, he says, uh, as I do not get produce stand from Apple, I cannot review there. So here goes. If you are from a town like Letterkenny and have Letterkenny problems, this may be therapy to, uh, to solve some. Or you can laugh at yourself. Just let that marinate. Ten ply. Thank you, Martin, for your uh, comments and, and for the review. We appreciate you listening and following. Uh, and uh, that brings us kind of to the end of this episode. Oh, news. Just a bit of news, not for us, but but I uh, just found out from um, our friend Dean and, and, and Tiara on, at the How Are You Now podcast. They're going to have, uh, get them mixed up. Is it Dax, who's the blonde, or Ron? The the. One of the one of the two, Dax or Ron, the blonde guy. They're going to have him uh, on um, on their podcast soon uh, as a, as an interview as a guest. So that should be fun. So if anybody is interested in uh, in an interview with him, I forget his name now, but uh, he's going to be on the Harry Now podcast. So uh, check out that one. And uh, Al, can you please uh, uh, sort out a way for us to have remote control over your fucking embarrassing sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good call, Victor. Good call. Oh. You know what? Get your own damn soundboard, all right? It's so good, Victor. <laughs> I regret nothing. I'll send you some links. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So let's move on to final thoughts, final comments. Tanya, do you have any for this episode? 
Uh, I just want to thank Melbourne Jack. It was so awesome to have you here. I was so excited about uh, seeing you today. And uh, so she was so excited. She fell asleep. Yes. That's no, it. come on now. <laughs> uh, just Overwhelmed. On. With she was earlier today. She was like, oh, I can't wait to, to, to talk to Melbourne Jack on the podcast. Yes. So, so super exciting mm-hmm. to talk to somebody around the world. Um, so that was super awesome to have you and thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, it was a good show and that's all I got. Yeah. Happy Easter, everyone. Oh yeah. Happy Easter. So, uh, yes, I'm going to echo, uh, Jack, thank you so much for, for being a patron, for, for being a listener and a follower. Uh, and, uh, and you know, uh, and your, your, uh, Greendale podcast is, is a lot of fun to listen to. So, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to that. So good work with that buddy. And, um, yeah, can't wait to have you on again. I'm sure uh, we'll we'll be able to get you on again in a future episode. Hopefully, I guess we'll have to wait for another long weekend for that to happen, though. <laughs> Either that or you're going to have to play hooky from work. Uh, yeah, something like that. I'm sure, I'm sure something can be sorted out. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe we'll just one day we'll have to move uh, the, the Thirsty Thursday to a Friday just to accommodate you. Friday for us, Saturday for you. <laughs> Victor. Yeah, uh, definitely. Thanks so much for making the time, putting up with our shenanigans, and uh, <laughs> uh, and 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 uh, also just uh, being a listener and a patron, and uh, just really awesome to have you on. And uh, like Al said, uh, uh, would be awesome to have you on again in the future for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, looking forward to I guess the season finale with our with our uh, next uh, show, right? So uh, is it already? Looking forward. Yeah, I, I I believe so. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Wow. Yeah, Matt, while you uh, while you say your final thoughts, I'm going to find out who our guest is next week. Go ahead. <laughs> Figure it out, bud. <laughs> One fucking job, Al. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, what, what, what he was saying is I'm not actually going to be paying attention to what you have to say for next week. Yeah, uh, I heard him. I heard him. I, I know. I know. <laughs> okay, first of all, fuck you. <laughs> You're supposed to be covering for me while I look for that name. Well, then but... don't call your shit out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> don't throw me under the bus go ahead matt what are your final thoughts i mean i mean i'm not gonna say i'll echo everything it's honestly jack i know al brings you up all the time i know we know who who you are theoretically uh, it was great to see you and and speak to the other side of the world it's such a blast and i had to look it up because I, I i you i was still i've been fixated this entire episode I know I've been pretty in tune, but if I seem distracted at all, it's because I'm fixated on what an XPA is. So <laughs> you've been drinking a fucking XPA and I, and I Googled it and actually the very first hit, it says extra pale ale is oh. a style perfectly suited to Australia sitting somewhere between an American pale ale and India pale ale. It's oh. a style that has captured the Australian consumer. So there we have it. It is it's a peer. I mean, that's what Dr. Google told me on the first hit. So there might be more to it, but anyways, it's an Australian thing according to that. Mm-hmm. And one day I will find one and I will drink the, <laughs> and think of you <laughs> <laughs> and think of you. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we give Jack the last word, let me just say that next week we are going to have awesome on the show for Buck and beach. So for the season finale, we're going to have awesome join, joining us for, for oh. that one. I also want to just like insert that. Mm-hmm. I love that you're back, that your train wreck was the exact same mm-hmm. as um, Victor's train wreck. 
That and, was yeah, that was not planned. I, I skipped past the first one, thinking no. I reckon, I reckon that's what he's got. I'll, I'll keep looking. And then I found another one and went, yeah, I'll go with that. So awesome. and, I, and you went and you got this. It's like you, you, you like two women you were channeling him. wearing the same dress at, at an, at an event. You yeah, know, you it's very it embarrassing. Future. Yeah. We, we synced by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Jack, your final thoughts. Oh, I just want to say, obviously, thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for the podcast i know all of us in the in the twitter dm group really enjoy it there's good banter i i don't enjoy waking up to 43 missed messages <laughs> and then having to figure out what you guys are talking about because uh. time phones um that's that's no fun but it's just been a blast like i know i speak to myself and i can probably include uh mr stephen walker on this one but obviously we started our podcast because of the fun you guys have like mm happy to be a patreon and, and support you guys it's it's been a blast listening i know i get the podcast every friday afternoon so i can, i listen to them on my way home from work and I, that always puts me in a good good mood and a good spot for the weekend so That's um hilarious. yeah happy to be on more than happy to be on again at, at another point when i get another friday off um but yeah um, thanks for having me. You're blowing Tanya's mind that that you you actually listen to this. <laughs> I, every single time, every time somebody All references. Right, I now know exactly how you guys feel when you say that because I look at our stats for our downloads and I go, "Oh wow, there's X amount of people listening, and mm-hmm. there's this amount this week." And then when you put a poll on Twitter and you get, I know our poll this week got forty, which was huge for us. Mm-hmm. When we got, we go. Shit, there are people out there actually interacting with us. It's not just burner accounts with mm-hmm. Brad, mm-hmm. one of the hosts. Um, so yeah, it's it's really cool. Well, it's and, a trip, eh? Yeah, it's a trip. <laughs> and let me tell you, because yeah. I and I told you this when you were when you were first talking about doing this, is you're likely, I mean, if you haven't already, you will easily pass us in listenership just for the mere fact that community is such it's an American show, such a huge show, and already has such a massive following. I mean, Letter Kenny's big. By Canadian standards, and and big as a cult favorite, but community is an en masse favorite. So you you're pulling from a, a bigger ocean there, like listeners from a bigger ocean. We, we, when we did our first little bit of research, we went, oh, there's four or five podcasts out there that mm-hmm. we found, and that was okay. And then then we did some more digging and found out there's like ten other podcasts. Yeah, so so. That's, We're in a much bigger market, yes, but there's a lot more competition. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so there's your challenge. There is you. Got, how are you going to separate yourself from the others? You're right. So we've got two other competitive podcasts with us, and, and we compete with them by making them our friends. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> inviting Dean on and 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 doing that. So uh, I mean, because I think the community is big enough for everybody, right? Yeah, and like you guys said, like you guys have a great time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if no one's listening. You guys get to sit here, drink beer, have a great time with your mates. And that's roughly what we do on a Friday night and talk shit about football and a TV show. Like, yeah, good, is it? That's great. Well, I can tell. You're spot on. You're spot on, bud. It's, it's, I mean, we, we, we trip out every week that people are listening, but yeah. We have a couple of beers. I mean, at least I know I do. And (laughs) we joke and we laugh and uh, it's, it's so much fun. All right, I'm going to play us off with a song from the show. This one's called Terminus from the ba- a band called Metric. I'm let this one marinate for a bit. Are you timing right today, Al? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, what fucking happened? embarrassing. What happened? Right again. <laughs> 
Tanya falls asleep for five minutes and you fuck up the whole show. This is this is this is what the butterfly effect. The, is the music the music stopped when you spoke, Matt. I blame you. Everybody's being blamed. Hey, I'm on. I'm gonna set up my own soundboard. Oh What's God. going on right here? Do you want me to play something do, off my do phone? Do I need to pull out my guitar? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> my Spotify crashed. I don't know what happened there. Oh my god. Okay, quick. Lay a beat. Beatbox. Go. No, you don't want here. Who can, who can? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Damn. That's good. Let's see if we make it past the... Oh, I already made it past the Welcome point. to episode one. I know, right? <laughs> Jack, I'm sorry. This We're usually way more professional about this. Wow. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and that's all we have for this episode. Next week, we recap and review episode six of season five, Book a Beach. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at Produce Stand Pod. If Twitter ain't your thing, we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Pod. Thanks for joining us. Now we're going to decorate some eggs and try not to eat many of those Cadbury mini eggs. Man, they're addictive. On behalf of Jack, Matt, Victor, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. <laughs> <laughs>